What are your vices or bad habits? What do you think is holding you back? Maybe it's an addiction or something you enjoy doing, but it's totally unproductive. Or something you feel like you want to give up to continue to grow, but are finding it hard to stop. Well, I'll tell you mine, it's alcohol. With an alcoholic mother and grandmother, alcohol is always going to feature in my life. And so it has. But using the strategy I'm going to share with you today, I've managed to keep the alcoholic demons out of my life. So today I want to discuss a neuroscience-inspired strategy to help you tackle those unwanted habits and addictive behaviours that can infiltrate your life. Welcome to episode four of Better Brain, Better You, where we're trying to help you cultivate a healthy brain and build better mental well-being at every stage of life, from troubled teens to older adults. I'm your host, Dr. Ben Webb. So thanks so much for taking the time out of your day to tune into the podcast. So whether you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you choose to consume your podcasts, or if you're watching on YouTube, I'm glad to have you here. So today's episode is about how to replace those unwanted habits, dependencies and addictions in your life with much healthier habits. So this neuroscience-inspired strategy can work pretty much at every stage of life, from young children to older adults, but works particularly well with adolescent teenagers an age group we know are very vulnerable to developing addictive and unhealthy habitual behaviours. So with that in mind, I want to give you a free guide on teenage habits and parenting teenagers. So you can grab that free guide at ologyonlinecourses.com forward slash parent teens. That's ologyonlinecourses.com forward slash parent teens. So this free guide has loads more information and advice to help you understand your child or teen's habits and to experience a better relationship with them. So if you're watching on YouTube, I'll pin the link in the comments below. Okay, so what is addiction? Well, addiction, dependencies, and unwanted habits are caused by the brain's craving for rewards. It's a common misperception that they are a personal failing or choice. Addiction or dependency often invokes an image of substance abuse, like a heroin addict or an alcoholic. But addictive and dependent behaviours come in many different forms and are much more pervasive in people's lives than you might think. So gaming, social media, TV, food, shopping, sex, gambling, drugs, tobacco, alcohol, these are all forms of addiction and dependencies. And people can live with addiction or dependency on a substance or behaviour and actually lead functional and outwardly seeming normal lives. And we know that different types of addiction and dependencies, habits, healthy or unhealthy, cause the same changes in the brain to actually produce feelings of pleasure. So for developing a strategy to overcome your unwanted habit, this is actually really good news. Why? Well, if you can replace unwanted addictive or dependent habits with healthy habits, the brain can learn to produce the same feeling of pleasure elicited by the unhealthy addiction, but now with a healthy habit. And neuroscience medicine has actually shown that replacing an addictive behaviour with another one is one of the few strategies that's really effective at breaking addictive patterns of behaviour. So you only need to consider 
the huge numbers of recovering addicts who are regularly running marathons and ultra marathons to begin to appreciate the power of this strategy. They have replaced an unhealthy addiction, alcohol or drugs, with a healthy habit, running, to give them the same feelings of pleasure. Okay, so how does addiction and dependency actually work in the brain? Well, addiction hijacks normal brain function, particularly the reward system, in a brain area called the striatum. This is where habits are formed. So the striatum weighs up whether or not to repeat a behavior and form a habit from that behavior. So to develop a new habit, you have to learn the relationship between your action and the subsequent outcome. And for this to work, you need a trigger, a behavior, and a reward. So for example, if your teenage son sees a notification on his phone, that's the trigger, that will make him look at his phone, check social media, that's the behavior, and receive new likes and follows on his social media. That's the reward. So the reward is signaled in his brain with a hit of dopamine that's released as he looks at his phone and sees the engagement with his social media. And with the right trigger and the right reward, people will engage in almost any behavior. And dopamine, which is his brain chemical, reinforces your brain's association between the things you do and feelings of pleasure driving you to do those things again and again in the future. And once a habit and a reward are tied together in our brain, the dopamine neurons start firing before we've even performed that behavior. So the desire to experience this pleasure again can trigger cravings for the behavior or substance, especially when you encounter the same cues, like a notification on your phone or a party where people are drinking, if alcohol's your thing. And this is what causes craving, why you feel the need to check your phone, to drink, to take drugs, and why your teenager plays games to the early hours of the morning. These cravers are actually are often the first sign of an addiction or a dependency. So as you continue to use a substance or engage in a behavior, your brain continue to produce, continues to produce large amounts of dopamine. And eventually, you actually recognize that there's now plenty of dopamine in your brain already and starts producing less in response to normal triggers like receiving an unexpected gift or going on, an un- on a pleasant walk in the countryside. So there's one problem though. Your brain's re- reward system still needs the same amount of dopamine to function in a normal way. So before long, you need more of the substance or the behavior to make up for this dopamine debt that's now in your brain. So as as addiction develops, it's common to lose interest in hobbies and other things that you once enjoyed. And this happens because your brain is no no longer producing as much dopamine in response to natural triggers like having sex or eating enjoyable food. So even when you want to stop using a substance or engaging in a particular behavior, you might actually feel like you still need it in order to feel good about anything. Okay, so how do we actually replace these these unwanted addictive habitual behaviors with healthy habits that are still able to feed our brain's reward system? Well, definitely top of the list is exercise. And I want to use exercise to illustrate why replacing unwanted habits with healthier new ones is such an effective strategy. So running is the healthy habit that I use to keep the alcoholic demons away. 
I'm running three to four times a week. It doesn't stop me drinking, but it does keep my alcohol consumption within the normal range. Well, normal in the UK, anyway, that is. Exercise, whatever gets your heart pumping and forces you to concentrate while you're doing it, works from the top down in the brain. It forces someone who is addicted, dependent, or just habitual to adapt to a new stimulus in their life. So it allows them to learn and appreciate an alternative and a healthy scenario. It's activity-dependent training. You have to move to experience the reward, pleasure, or high, however you want to describe it. So while exercise may not provide the immediate rush of hard drugs like cocaine or heroin, it actually instills a more diffuse sense of well-being that over time will become a craving in its own right. And this is definitely my own experience with running. And the inoculation works from the bottom up, physically blunting the urge to act by engaging the more primitive elements of the brain. So exercise builds an alternative pathway, an alternative brain pathway, that bypasses well-worn habitual brain pathways that are automatically looking for their next fix or hit. So building these new alternative healthy brain pathways that bypass old ones is by far the best way to replace an old addictive behaviour with a healthy new one. And exercise is a proven way of replacing getting high with a similar level of euphoria. But there are many other healthy habits which are analogous to exercise that can be used to replace addictive and dependent behaviours. So these include things like mindfulness, which is the process of focusing your attention on the present to become more aware of your thoughts, feelings and bodily responses, processing and accepting them without judgment. So while sceptics might view mindfulness and meditation as kind of new age mind over matter nonsense, there's actually now a lot of scientific evidence that it is an effective replacement and treatment for addictive and habitual behaviours. In fact, we're going to devote an entire episode on the podcast to looking at the neuroscience of mindfulness. So volunteering is another really good replacement habit. Researchers have found that the act of helping others releases dopamine in much the same way that exercise does. Crafting also is another good one. Creative pursuits are perfect for keeping your mind occupied and the methodical process of most crafting practices is relaxing and cathartic. Education, the pursuit of knowledge, is a passion which can help break the bonds of an unhealthy habit and improve your understanding of others and the world. Gardening, also an excellent healthy replacement habit. So tending to flowers and plants or even growing your own fruits and vegetables requires concentration, planning, skill, motivation and even empathy, all of which will contribute to the growth of new habitual brain pathways. And that pride and pleasure that you obtain from successfully tending a flower bed to full bloom or reaping your first harvest of tomatoes or herbs can produce a similar dopamine hit to exercise. So they're the most effective healthy habits for replacing unwanted, addictive and dependent behaviours. So I hope you try and introduce some of those healthy habits into your life. And please do let me know how you get on with replacing those unwanted habitual behaviours. But before we finish, if you want to try and understand your teenager's habits better, please do grab our free guide on parenting teenagers. So that's at ologyonlinecourses.com forward slash parent teens. That's ologyonlinecourses.com forward slash parent teens.
So this downloadable guide has more information and advice to help you understand your teen's habits and to experience a better relationship with them. I hope you find it useful. And if you're watching on YouTube, I'll pin the link in the comments below. So thanks so much for taking the time to tune into the podcast today. I hope you find it enjoyable and useful and I will see you in the next episode.